Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Francis White and this is Global Pillage Film Club. And Very exciting. We from Global Pillage, Sin Duvie, comedian, Ned Sedgwick from Pedants Corner. Hello. Hello. And Deborah Francis White, the host of Global Pillage. We saw The Big Sick with Kamail Nanjiani. This is an adorable film about a cross cultural relationship. Uh, Cindy, you've got a cross cultural relationship. I do. I have several. One with my husband and three with my kids. Oh, yeah, so very, very cross-cultural. My husband's a Dane, yes, and I'm an Indian from India. I didn't grow up anywhere else, grew up in India. So very cross-cultural. Cross-cultural is often the term that when I was growing up, it was code for wrong. <laughs> so my parents would have friends over and they'd say, oh, how's your daughter? And they would say, well, she had a cross-cultural marriage and there'd be silence in the room. <laughs> and so you grew up thinking that's a terrible thing to do. But for me in the movie, what was just so gripping was that whole process you go through where your parents find you. I had to have an orange marriage, so my parents would find me boys. And I was dating non-Indians the whole time, partly because, you know, I'm very tall. And no offense to Indian men, but they're all about that big. And it was a huge issue for me because I wanted to marry someone taller than me, and my mother's like, I'm not sure it's going to happen. So I dated Westerners who were tall. In that case, I have a cross-cultural marriage because my husband is shorter than me. Yes. yes. So, yes. You know. Well, you do in a way. You are from Australia originally, yeah. and you've traversed that huge cultural divide of Australia <laughs> and England. I mean, I have had the least cross-cultural relationships of anyone, perhaps in history, being middle-class, straight, now going out with other middle-class straight females, probably born down the hall in the same hospital. But I do think that there are always tiny differences. I mean, my mother's excessively middle-class, and my father's from a working-class family. His parents, my dad's parents, really wanted him to marry the kind of left-wing communist academic. Well, this you know, is the she thing. Should have, well, they should have arranged his marriage, because that's how your parents get their way. It's this, like they decide and they arrange yes, marriage. Yes, well, well, we did have that here. Watch Jane Austen. Marrying for love's quite a new thing. And this film, I think, really is relatable to everyone for the reason that you're talking about, Ned. Mm. Because no matter who you are watching it, you know that feeling of, my parents aren't going to really approve of this. Or am I ready to introduce my girlfriend to my family? Like, you've got a girlfriend now, Ned, but yeah. you wouldn't introduce her to your family or me for like six months. Oh, no, absolutely not. 
I live at home as well, so it was really quite awkward having to kind of manufacture ways in which she wouldn't meet my parents. Even though my mum, if my mum was to write down somebody she'd want me to marry, it would probably fit quite well into what my girlfriend is like. Well, that's the other fear, isn't it? If you bring home someone that your family thinks is appropriate and then they start saying, great, when are you going to marry her? And then you're thinking there's this opposite pressure. Okay, here's the thing. I never didn't want to have an arranged marriage. I just didn't think about it. I just thought when the marriage time comes, I'll marry someone my parents choose because it will be right. All my cousins have done it and it's fine. Like, I didn't really believe love marriages work. I thought that's why white people get divorced all the time. That's literally <laughs> what I used to think growing up. As opposed to, we don't get divorced because the shame on the family is so huge, so you suck up all kinds of terrible stuff. I never thought about what would my parents say if I picked someone and they didn't like I never thought it would happen. The other theme in this movie is his parents disapproving of his comedy career, which is mm. also so much fun. Well, I mean, that is just completely universal. I don't think there is a group in history that wants their children to become a comedian. I Nobody's mean, like, I want... Doctor, lawyer, or comedian—one of the three—and so yeah. set yeah. for life. That is yeah. that is a way the movie is relatable across every culture in the world. My mother, not long ago, said to me, "I never know what to say when people say what do you do, darling.' So I just say that you're a writer." And I said, "Well, comedian's an easy one to remember, isn't it?" And she said, "Yes, darling, but I'm trying to impress people." <laughs> <laughs> she actually said that to me oh. with no irony, and I said, "Fair enough. Yeah, no, I get it." Do you ever think I'm wasting my life being a comedian? No, because, you know, I had a career previously. <laughs> and oh, yeah, you gave you it up because you realised it was terrible. No, I had a career and I gave it up because it, that career meant I could never be with the kids. And I thought, well, that's rubbish. But when I wanted to go into comedy, my mother... Marriage is so central to South Asian culture. You see what I mean? You're either trying to get married, trying to remain married, trying not to become unmarried. That's, and then you die. That's yeah, the, it's actually that's interesting the, in the, the film thing. that they don't approve of his career. They don't approve of all his life choices. But he has to marry. But yes, they say to him, we've only really asked you for one thing, and that's to marry a Muslim. For Hindus, as parents, you have a, a sacred duty. It's called kanyadan, to give your daughter in marriage. So my mother would like, you're going to let your father die without doing his duties. And then, you know, we have this whole next life thing and karmic debt. And I'd just be sitting there like, oh, my God, that's very bad. And then the other thing I felt bad about was, remember when he's dropping off the girl and he says, I don't think we should talk, the girl he'd met for arranged marriage? You see, I had to have lunch. So this is a more modern setting and it's abroad, like it's in the West. So I used to have to have lunch and then say yes or no. So at the end of lunch, you'd sit there, like a job interview, and at the end of it, you just go, no. Not, well, not to, not to them or to your parents. Oh, oh my God, okay. to them you always... Like, I, was mm -hmm. like, I was thinking that it was like... And then you got home yeah. and your mom was like, yes or no, yes or no. You get to give conditions if you're from like a progressive family like I was. So my big thing was, must be taller than me. My mother was like, oh, so demanding. And mustn't have a moustache. And my mother was like, they're not permanent. And I'm like, I know, but I don't want to meet anyone with a moustache to marry. She, then she used to always say, if you're a good wife, he'll take it off. So it was on me again. Yeah. I remember one time I met someone who came for lunch. They were my height with a moustache. And I was like, I'm going to kill my mother. <laughs> but to him, I was like, <laughs> but I went in the kitchen, I said to my mother, Mommy, height dekhi hai. have you seen his height? Mooche dekhi hai. And she said to me, you know, you're always so bad tempered. <laughs> Little bit splitting hairs. I'm like, no, it's directly the opposite of what I asked for. <laughs> it wasn't shorter than you. I want to be on your mom's side here. You see, the thing is, when you're raised like that, and your cousins and your have all had arranged marriages and your parents, and you're still living a mainstream Western life, and that's fine, and you're going to more or less marry someone who's sort of roughly the same value set as you, it's such a big leap to say, I'm not going to do it this way. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it 
a totally culturally, you know, alien mm. way. Yeah. And if you've been raised, I suppose, of and course, that's just and it's not just you. It's yeah. like generations, right? But what will happen, and I think that happened to him, is there will be one person, and that is just your karma, I guess, who will push. And that person will make you confront this thing you've been trying to just wave away, which is what is love? And if I marry for love, am I making a mistake because I'm doing something that no one in my family can understand? And that risk, I mean, I always used to think if I get married to who my mother wants and it doesn't work, I'll come home and I will berate her. Mm, but when I decided yeah. to marry for myself, one of the things I remember thinking was, this is on me, mm. which is not something we ever have to worry about. Like yeah. you guys are like, oh, what if I marry the wrong person? And we were like, eh, I'll get married. My mother will pick. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you marry yourself, you're like, this is on me. I don't want to mm. mess it up. Mm. And um, you have the full responsibility. And then your mother can say to you, see, I told you, you don't marry for love. No, but I'm, no, but I, as a, but yes, although her interest, of course, is to make sure it works. You so, know, so regardless of once you're married. No, no, once I'm, my, that, anyway, that for my about, mother, my husband is a god because yeah. he agreed to marry me. I mean, seriously, my marriage is by far the biggest achievement of my mother's life, by far. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? So really, she's like, I have this huge thing, it's worked out really well. Do not mess it up. So, you know, any arguments, any whatever, she's in her son-in-law's corner. Oh, she sides with him. And that's another big theme of the film, dating the in-laws. I think it's one of the hardest things, in-laws, because you desperately want to impress them and you want them, you need them to like you. And so, of course, any time you, you need anybody to said like before you... Before I went to Ukraine, actually. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, this was... Okay, so I went to Ukraine for a couple of weeks on my own because I'm weird. And my grandmother, before I went, said, perhaps you could find a nice Ukrainian girl. I said, well, you know, obviously that's the plan. And she was like, have you considered a Ukrainian orphan? I've <laughs> <laughs> not really considered it. I've not really... You don't really go and say yeah, something, oh, are you an orphan? In yeah, that case, yeah. I'm more interested or well, less it's, interested. It's not on my tick list. I mean, I'm just kind of going... Don't you love I'm... old people? They're so it cool. Yeah, it just literally you, say it what comes in their head. It wouldn't make you rule anyone out or in. But then she said, you know, you want an orphan because then you won't have to deal with in-laws. Yeah, she did say that. And it I was, was like, where are you going? I was there. Where are you going with Christmas? And then and her next sentence was, she could have had a bite of her food. And then looked at me and said, but what could you actually offer them? <laughs> and I was like, what could I offer? Well, that's good. She's, a equal, she's equally awful to everyone in this story. Yeah, I mean, particularly, Basically. she kind of went on for quite a long time. And Deborah tried to jump to my defence. So he's got a very successful podcast. You know? <laughs> I was like, I yeah. Think, I think Grandma said, well, it's really your podcast, Deborah, isn't it? Yeah. It's not Ned's podcast. Cinder, your in-laws presumably are Danish. Yes. How do you get on with them? Very well. And I think, here's the thing, they came to the whole thing so cosmopolitan and open-minded that, I mean, I could have been from anywhere. Also, my husband is an only child, so as far as his mother's concerned, no offense, but he could have brought home a donkey and said, this is my wife, and she would have said, oh, what a lovely donkey wife. Really? he's perfect to her. Do you think you know that's I mean? the way rounded it is? I would have always thought that the mother, no one would be good enough. Well, my, my mother-in-law has it like she just might, you know, my whatever he wants. Whatever, whatever just he perfect. likes. And also like they're Danish, mine. so they're not that kind of Indian intrusive, you're doing this wrong, critical, that they're not like that. They have a di totally different model of parenting. Everything that we consider like really good quality parenting, they think is abuse. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of, <laughs> they literally, so, so, you, so I get along you, with them. If you raised your children the way you were raised, your Danish parents-in-law would call the authorities, basically. 100%. They'd be like, this is not correct, and now you it's must not, go to jail. That is, it's a lot, <laughs> that, I mean, that's it. in the film it is actually with Emily's parents. The mother's from the South, and she says that it was impossible for her parents to get on board with the fact that she was marrying a New Yorker. 
who was like a geek and yeah, from a an Air Force family. No, and I think that's absolutely right. And I, this is also one thing I've now realized after being married so many years is that to make marriage work, whether you come through it from an arranged point of view or from a love point of view, you have to want to make it work. We were raised to love our husbands, however they came about. So we had all these hugely romantic notions. Now imagine the plight of my first Western boyfriend, who I thought I loved and therefore was going to marry. And he was like, this is a nice date in university. No. I mean, the guy had PTSD for years. <laughs> up with him. How old were I was in my early 20s, but I was like, I like this guy, we're going to get married. And I just was like, that is the plan. I never really talked about it, but I was like, that is the plan. Mm. Poor chap. It's funny, because I said to him, I said, you know, can you imagine what I was like? And he's like, oh my God, you were, it was so stressful, because I knew you thought we were getting married, but you never brought it up. So I was like, is this going to happen to me in my sleep, and I won't know? <laughs> he's like, I knew it was there. And I got my mother to meet him. Uh-oh. And she was like, who is this? And I said, it's a boy I'm going to marry, you should meet him. She said, okay. And she was open to it as long as you got married? Yeah. Because in the film, Kamal's parents are really yes, only open yes. and of course, I think to what's, him marrying what's, what's a different for them that they've had a hand in choosing, really. Yes, and I think what's different for this is that they're part of the diaspora. Yeah. And, and any diaspora kind keep, of hunches down like this. Do you think they're trying to keep their identity? You have by... to, and that's how diasporas work. I am probably more worried about my kids' Indian identity than my parents ever were about mine. Because mm. we're living in India. Yeah, right. What's the worry? You know, so like when I make the kids go through certain Indian rituals, my mother's like, what are you wasting everyone's time? Leave poor, the poor children alone. What's your problem? Okay. I'm like, dude, I'm making them Indian. She's like, Sheh, stupid. Don't do, don't do. Come, come, come. Like she totally disses me on it. You know what I mean? But I think I do it because... You want them to feel well, Indian because they're not being raised like that. in yeah, India. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Otherwise, they're not going to know. Yeah. Did, did you ever go dating when you were living in India? Was no, God, any, no, no. Was it, so do people <gasps> just date, you know... No, it's not people, any, it was my family. Yeah, some was families. There people... It was like all the brave girls in the so school, they people, would do that, you yeah. know? They were like the girls who dated and they were allowed to marry who they wanted. Yeah. Um, and my mother was always like, you cannot go to that girl's birthday party because it's that kind of family. I don't know what that meant. <laughs> it just meant they weren't going to make their daughter marry who they wanted. Then there were the girls who had boyfriends and then their marriages were arranged and they were very, very heartbreaking. But Bollywood has a lot of that. So we, mm. we understood that. Yes. I oh, I have the boyfriend, but I have to marry this guy. Right. But when you went to watch Bollywood movies then, was that not aspirational to break away and marry for love? No, because it's a movie. Right. In a Bollywood movie, it's always the girl from one set of values and then she falls in love with the boy from the different set of values. The parents say, oh, and the mother sort of killed myself, oh, all that dancing and all that. And then in the end, they end up together. And it's fine. And we used to go and watch them, but we'd be like, that's a movie. It's like going to watch Iron Man and my son expecting to leap into the sky. No. <laughs> Limit his ambitions. I mean, he can be- One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. What did you think of the meet cute in this of how they met? One of the things that makes this movie very real is that he's doing the job he does normally, mm -hmm. which is stand up. Mm -hmm. The way they meet is not uncommon in stand up. She woohoos, something he says. They, yeah, but I mean, she I guess. She doesn't really heckle, but he accuses her of heckling. No, but like, yeah, for me it was like they meet at the club but afterwards. Also, also right. he's clearly doing the same line, the same thing. Yeah, that he and does. The, you know, the writing, the he thing. He write, writes her name down yeah. in Urdu. Did you ever do that? Not in Cindy. Urdu, but in Hindi, yeah. yeah. But, and I mean, I would give like major seductive Indian eyes like this and then take their hand and then write it on their palm. I, I oh. used to. Oh my God, just go right in for that, you know. And it was, and it was so awful once I remember doing that. My friend who was with me, who was visiting from Delhi, she said to me afterwards, how do they not understand you are a fraud? <laughs> like, what do you mean? She's like, how? I'm like, they, they have no idea. It's very cool. <laughs> and then you do it here, and of course, a young man would be like, "Wow, go completely crazy," and you could do what you wanted. But the other thing about the movie, with the way the what is it, meet cute, meet cute, meet cute. Oh, the meet cute. Oh, yeah, the so meet you meet cute. and it's cute. So, meet uh, cute. It's not like that I really meet. liked was, I think, that it is having a sense of humor that helps him keep these dichotomies from making him bitter at all, and from making that time when he's with the parents palatable. Mm. And for going to the dinner at his parents' house. Because I still remember when, the, when I was getting to be 24 and 25 and this thing of Sindhu's not getting married was starting to reverberate through my life and my family. And I would always turn to humor. And I would always make right. a joke. And I felt, and it might be completely disconnected, you know, if he was in a corporate job or this or that, he wouldn't have those deflection mechanisms mm. that as a stand-up he very much brought to the table. You know, like when he tries to patch up with them, my heart broke so much when oh, he bought those signs. It's just a device to say how you think, I'm not going to leave you. And yet your mother rolls up the window. She does give you food. I swear to God, that is such a South Asian thing. Like, if your mother's going to shoot you, she'll give you a good meal and then shoot you. That's <laughs> <laughs> just how it goes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think the stand-up part is so yeah, integral. If, if mom was to kill me, yeah. actually, she'd give me some pizza first. Yeah, then... just, yeah, all time's sake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I really related to that part of the movie where the family will cut you off. Yeah. Because I was from a very extreme religion. I used to be a Jehovah's Witness, and the punishment for leaving is shunning. So I remember that, and I remember having to do it to people where I would see a friend in the street and you just have to turn away. <gasps> That's what they do, genuinely. And I used oh. to have to do it to other people as well. So I really felt that yeah. part. Everyone does things that piss off their parents when they grow up. It is part of growing up. And also, because I think we are closer with our parents, uh, certainly my parents were, we actually don't want to lose them as friends. Everyone has made decisions that piss off their parents. They've moved in with people. They've got friends. They've got girlfriends, boyfriends, husbands, well, you keep, jobs. Well, you keep going to Burma and really dangerous places. Yeah. You keep going to places like where there is, there is the actual plague. 
Yeah. Like transferred by rats. The actual bubonic nice. plague. That's if there's a plague is there, Ned will go there and then just set up camp for six I, months. No, Do you have no, no exactly really, with no really, Wi-Fi, really, limited phone signal, Ned will find it. I mean, usually no, I'm safe. I'm fairly safe. I won't go to yeah, but that's all right. For you you know that, but I, do I, actually I don't know that. Like, we don't know where you are. 24 hours a day. It's so funny. It's so funny. You have all these people. I don't think your mom people. slept at all when you were in Burma. Like, no, at all. For six months. It was hilarious. worse than when you were a newborn, Nick. I can't sleep at Anyway. I don't know that is very, very scary. a parent. I no, mean, no, no. no, I, no I just wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to tolerate any of that. I wouldn't <laughs> allow it. You wouldn't. You, you, well, I mean, what are you going to do, though? Your kids now are in the, oh, in the control I mean, zone. layers of, layers of emotional manipulation. Layers. What did your mother say when you said you weren't going to marry? Oh, she cried and cried and said I'm a failure and what did I do and to me nine months I kept in my uterus only to hear these things the whole nine yards and this and that in my next life I'll come back like this I have so much debt and it's all your father's fault which by the way comes up for everything no matter what happens she'd be like blah blah the coffee broker it's your father's fault blah, blah, blah. so I did all that stuff and then she said to me are you sure and I was and I started working and she was very happy for me of course she asked me are you Lisbeen I'm like nope I'm not Lisbeen no and so I was. So she was like, "It doesn't matter. You can be Mrs. and Mrs. I don't mind." I'm like, "I'm not lesbian." And what is Mrs. and Mrs.? She said, "Because if you're with the lesbian," I said, "No, it's fine." Oh, but so she was. Oh, she was saying, "Lesbian." Uh, I would be happy. Just be get married. I don't mind if you're Mrs. Woman. and Mrs. Yeah. I never heard anything great. so absurd really in my life. Mrs. and Mrs. I'm like, do you really think that's how it works? How did your mother approve of your husband? Did, did she when she met oh, him? Did she I? think? And she met him many times before you were No, no, no. The, no one had met any parents, had not met anyone until we said we're marrying, and then everyone met everyone. And there was a couple of things that were very interesting. One is my mother was like, oh, what does he do? And he was educated. He had the same job as me. That immediately calmed her down. And then she met him, and he's, 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 he's a nice guy. And she loved him, but in her heart, she always loved him because he married me. Yeah. And that she didn't have to die with me being single. So uh, for her, that was sort of last chance, hurrah. No, no, past last chance. She kept saying to me, no, do you have any eggs? I'm like, stop shouting, <laughs> do you have any eggs? Like you're talking about breakfast, dude. That's just gross. <laughs> because my grandmother became a grandmother at 36. They were all married off very young. So for her, and she'd been trying since I was 18. And kudos to my husband who was like, this is so surreal, but okay, fine. Mm. You know, like she, the clothes she had made for him for the wedding... And, you know, he had to wear a safa and he had to have that brooch and gold, you know, chain after chain. He was like, what? we had a very, like the most traditional South Indian wedding I've ever attended was my own. Oh, really? Mm. And, I mean, it was early in the morning, 5.30 in the morning. The Danes were like, wait, what? In the morning, <laughs> you know, no alcohol, no meat, no nothing. It was very, it was just the marriage stuff. And my husband had to go through so many days and days of ceremonies, but he didn't say anything. And my father was very pleased. And my mother was just, she was like, I'll just treat him like he's Indian. So that's good. Yep, mm. that's a good policy. And I feel like with the couple in The Big Sick, it's an independent film, but it clearly has a romantic comedy poster feel to it. Uh, so I don't think it's a spoiler to <laughs> yeah. say we want them to end up together. And I do hope that the families can come together because I feel like... Yeah. Yeah. It's more than just the rom-com vote. There's so much more going on than just wanting them to end up together. Yes. There's so much, you want his career to go well, you want the comedy to go well, and it's just a and really you, funny There film. are so many liaisons uh, between the families, between Emily and her parents, between yeah. Kamel and her parents, between Kamel and his parents, between Kamel and the other comedians. There are lots of really interesting twists and turns in it. And I was often surprised by 
the turn, given it is a comedy and a romantic film. Yeah. It didn't really feel like a romantic comedy in the formulaic sense. Uh, no, but there's one... Hello, this is Deborah from Global Pillage. I'm just interrupting to say the next part contains some minor spoilers. So if you want to know as little as possible about the movie, skip forward two minutes. Uh, no, but there's one other thing that I thought this movie brought out very well, and it really resonated with me. Is, you know, for Emily, when she says to him, what about mm. me? And Western liaisons have this huge quality of, you're picking that way because I'm not good enough. Right. And it's like it's got nothing to do with you. It's not a cop-out when someone says that. It's but really as not a about young, her. As a young Western, American, Western young woman, for her, it is about her. And it's really hard not to take it personally if you've been sleeping with somebody and seeing somebody. And also at the top, she says, they have this one-night stand, and then she says, I don't want to see you yes. anymore. I'm busy. Yeah. I don't really want them to make this a thing. I don't, thing. Want, to I don't yeah. want to be serious. Yes. And then he keeps pursuing her and texting her and offering to drive yes, her home. Yes, of course. Of and course. saying, oh, can I come in then? He, for me, was the victim. I know it's going to sound crazy to a lot of people because he had to keep his entire culture and family happy and respond to his own organic gut love for this woman. Let me tell you, that is a tough, tough path. Sure. Oh, my God. But from her point of view... <laughs> I agree. She's had a lovely flirt with someone at a club. Yes. She's gone home with him. She's had a lovely, sexy time. She said, bye-bye now. I'm too busy doing my thing. Yeah. And then he keeps saying, oh, of but course, can, of we course. See, can I see you again? Can yeah. I see you again? Can I see you again? Then, then she starts to fall for him. And then she says, yeah, she oh, I'd love to meet up. your family. Yeah. And, and he then, lies. Oh my God, then you know he what? lies to her and the shutters come down at yeah. that point. Oh yeah. my so God. So at any point, he could have said to her. There is a world in this Tinder universe where she could have been super casual and said, dude, I just want to keep banging you. He didn't know she was going to be like, oh, who are these girls? I want to meet your family. I'm so in love with you. No. She could have just <laughs> been no, a right. Tinder girl. The tone was not a hashtag bang town. The, but she could have been casual. He didn't know she yeah, was going to be uncasual. Yeah, but the feeling was romantic. He was making eyes at her. He was dropping a home. That's just flirting. That's just flirting. Exactly. But it was the kind of flirting that was getting somebody to think about you when you weren't mm. there. What I love, and this is one thing I love about the Western world when it comes to love, is that the parents of Emily were like, she just has to like you. Just you, who you are, that heart, who oh. you are. There's none of that, where are you coming from, who are, you know, what's your background, what's your what, what kind of cultural values, religious values will you bring? You guys don't worry about it at all. Sounds like you don't really approve of it, though. No, 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 I, no, I am reaping the benefits of it massively. <laughs> so it's not How that I don't do approve. you feel about your children? and who they're going to meet. Will you it's want a to, very difficult thing. Will you want to say in it? You will, yeah. won't you? I think... In a perfect world, would you want you to? You would get to decide who your, who your children would If you had a choice marry. between having a say and not having a say, would you have a say? You know, I'll tell you one thing. If I've learned anything from how I was raised and how I actually married, it would be that I absolutely have no answers now. I used to be so certain of stuff. Okay, I'm going to give you one idiom from Hungary, this is for Sindhu to guess. In Hungary, they say, I'm going to watch a house fire. What does that mean? It's they're, something to do with this movie. They're going to watch like people arguing and fighting, like some kind of big family fracas. It means you're going to meet your boyfriend's or girlfriend's parents. Well, close enough. Family fracas right there. Your, it means you're going to meet your future in-laws. But do you know why? You think it's, oh, a house fire is going to kick off. No, it's because... It used to be that you'd want to go and see how big the hearth was. How big is their fireplace? So I'm going to check sure. out. I'm going to check out the diary, basically. So the big sick is in cinemas nationwide in the United Kingdom from July 28th. Go and check it out, and you can find out more about the film at thebigsick.com.
www.thepeopleshow.co.uk. But don't get any more spoilers than we've given you, because frankly, just go and see it. It is the most delightful, charming film. And it's mm. got some of the best jokes I've heard in a very long time, seriously. Absolutely fantastic. Superb jokes. You can tell yeah. it's been written by somebody who has to stand on stage, and if their jokes aren't funny, they know immediately. <laughs> Not some just writers out in a room who don't no. care. No. You can tell it's been written by a comedian. Yeah. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.